Welcome to episode 191 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to give you my 16 all-time favorite Christian quotes. Let's dive in. If you know me, you know I love a great Christian quote. There's just something about a quote that just kind of takes a concept or a thought and just packages it in just a a nugget or just a statement that's just profound and it often stays with you. Well, over the years, I've been posting a quote on deeperchristianquotes.com every single day and I'm well over 3,500 quotes and counting. Well, recently I've been turning those into images and also posting them on Instagram. But if you're ever looking for a great Christian quote, you can find all of my favorites that I've been posting for the last 10 plus years by going to deeperchristianquotes.com. Now, this last weekend I was at a prayer retreat, this little summit, and I was with a whole bunch of very godly men. And we were just talking and praying and just seeking the Lord's heart for our world today. And it was interesting throughout the weekend, I brought up a few of these great quotes that have just been really impactful in my personal life. And one of the gentlemen just said, Hey, I want your list of your top 10 favorite quotes. And I looked at him and I said, I don't know. I don't even know if that's possible. Well, I've been going through my quotes and on my website, there's a category called favorites. And I kind of have several hundred of the favorite quotes that have just kind of come to the top as I've gone through all these. Well, as I was walking through all those quotes, I was trying to narrow it down. I got it to about 60 and then I got it down to 36 and I was saying, okay, well, that's way too many. So I want to give you my top 16 favorite quotes. Now, <laughs> it really is an unfair, uh, probably a, an unfair reality because who, who on earth can choose their all-time favorite quotes? But these are the ones that kind of, that kind of came to the surface. Now, I put my top 36 on the show notes for this episode, and you can find those top 36 by going to the show notes for this episode. So it's deeperchristian.com forward slash 191 for episode 191. But I want to read you my top 16. Now, again, these are the ones that have just moved me. And some of them you may be listening to going, why is that so significant? But each of these enunciates something deep within my, in my very being. And these are the quotes that I often think back upon that encourage and exhort me to keep pressing down the narrow way of the cross. Now, the way I'm going to read through these quotes is I'm going to go alphabetically by the author. And I I couldn't think of any other better way to organize them. So it doesn't sound like I have a tremendous bias. So here is my top 16 all time favorite Christian quotes. At least for this week. (laughs) Here we go. Number one by T. Austin Sparks. He says this, the mark of a life governed by the Holy Spirit is that such a life is continually and ever more and more occupied with Christ, that Christ becomes greater and greater as time goes on. Oh, and I want that for your life as well as mine. That just the more that I know Jesus, the more that the Holy Spirit governs my life, he becomes greater and greater and greater. 
Oh, it's so good. Number two is a quote by Samuel Bringle. And to give you a quick background, Samuel Bringle went over to England and was working with William Booth. And Samuel Bringle was this great orator. In fact, he got a lot of great job offers as a young man to preach at some of the biggest churches in America. But he decided that he would go over and work with William Booth in the Salvation Army. And the first thing that happened that when he got over with William Booth is William Booth says, you're not going to make it. And immediately, William Booth sent Samuel Bringle over to be scrubbing and shining the boots of all the people in the Salvation Army. And he ended up doing that for a long, long time. And so over the course of several weeks, Samuel Bringle was kind of getting frustrated and just bringing that frustration to God saying, Lord, I've had all these offers from these great churches to be a pastor, and yet here I am shining shoes. But what God began to work in him in terms of humility was this great pressing of soul. And at the end of it, Samuel Bringle said this, and it's just made a real impact in my life. He said, O Lord, above all things, make me a blessing to my comrades. I am not anxious for a place or name And if thou canst better use me to this end at the rear than at the front, I shall rejoice. But let me be a burning and shining light to my comrades. I love that thought that Samuel Bringle did not care about position. All he wanted to do was be a blessing to those around him. Number three, love this quote by Oswald Chambers. Chambers said this, When we deliberately choose to obey God, He will tax the remotest star and the last grain of sand to assist us with all his almighty power. That's good. Number four by Jonathan Edwards. Lord, stamp eternity on my eyeballs. Number five is the great classic quote by Jim Elliott from his journals. This is from October 28th, 1949. Jim Elliott said, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Number six, Moses at the Red Sea. Now, this is an interesting quote. It's recorded by Josephus, who is a Jewish historian. Now, we don't have this in scripture, but Josephus retells that which Moses said at the Red Sea. And this is such a great statement for us to even memorize during those difficult moments. And this is what Moses reportedly said. Looking at the Red Sea, Moses declared, It is no better than madness at this time to despair of the providence of God. In other words, Moses is saying, God has led us this far. Of course, he's going to lead us through. In other words, we can trust the provision of our God. Number seven, Andrew Murray said this, humility is nothing but the disappearance of self in the vision that God is all. And perhaps one of my all-time favorite quotes by Andrew Murray, he said, you ask me, are you satisfied? Have you got all you want? God forbid, with the deepest feeling of my soul, I can say that I am satisfied with Jesus now, but there is also the consciousness of how much fuller the revelation can be of the exceeding abundance of his grace. Let us never hesitate to say this is only the beginning. Number nine is a great quote on prayer by Leonard Ravenhill. Ravenhill said this, No man is greater than his prayer life, 
The pastor who is not praying is plain. The people who are not praying are straying. Poverty stricken as the church is today in many things, she is most stricken here in the place of prayer. In the matter of New Testament, spirit-inspired, hell-shaking, world-breaking prayer, never has so much been left to so few. For this kind of prayer, there is no substitute. We do it or we die. Number 10 and 11 are two of my favorite quotes by C.T. Studd. C.T. Studd was this epic missionary who went with Hudson Taylor over to China, then spent time in India, and then eventually in Africa. And listen to what C.T. Studd says about how we should live our lives. I, I absolutely love this. Studd says this, Let us not glide through this world and then slip quietly out of it without having blown the trumpet loud and long for our blessed Redeemer. At the very least, let us see to it that when the devil gets news of our departure from the battlefield, he throws a Thanksgiving party in hell. (laughs) Isn't that a great quote? In other words, live in such a way that when you die, all hell celebrates the fact that you are no longer a thorn in their side. Oh, I want us to live that way in this generation, in this culture, in this hour. I also love this other quote by C.T. Studd. It's a part of a larger poem that he wrote, but the great enunciation of the poem was this. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And when I am dying, how happy I'll be if the lamp of my life has been burned out for thee. Number 12 is a quote by Hudson Taylor. There's so many great Hudson Taylor quotes, but let me just highlight one of them. Hudson Taylor says this, God owns all the silver and the gold in the world and all the cattle on a thousand hills. We need not be vegetarians. I just love that focus and the heart of Hudson Taylor saying, look, we can trust the provision of our God. Again, he has everything. So if he is calling us to a purpose, he will supply. A statement I've been quoting from Corey Ten Boom over and over and over these last few years is a quote that she just it just pierces my soul when I read it. In fact, I frame this and it's up above my desk so I see it every day when I'm working. But Corey Ten Boom said it this way, beware the barrenness of a busy life. In other words, if you find yourself ultra busy, you will soon find your life actually being barren of life itself. That's such a great reminder. Quote number 14, very well could be my all-time favorite Christian quote. It's by Ian Thomas. And Ian Thomas said it this way, and it's just it is such a great reminder for what the Christian life actually is. He said it this way, the Christian life can be explained only in terms of Jesus Christ. And if your life as a Christian can still be explained in terms of you, whether it be your personality, your willpower, your gift, your talent, your money, your courage, your scholarship, your dedication, your sacrifice, or your anything, then although you may have the Christian life, you are not yet living it. He goes on to say, true godliness leaves the world convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that the only explanation for you is Jesus. Do you realize that is the heart of Christianity? It's Jesus. And what would it look like if your life, my life, 
became absolutely inexplainable to the world around us except by Jesus. In other words, when the world saw how we talked, how we thought, how we acted in the middle of any circumstance, their only conclusion is, are you a Christian? Because I cannot explain your life outside of Jesus. Oh, that's so good. Well, lastly, number 15 and 16 are two quotes by A.W. Tozier. And A.W. Tozier said this, The man or woman who would know God must spend time with him. It's a great reminder. And lastly, Tozier said this, Though the cross of Christ has been beautified by the poet and the artist, the avid seeker of God is likely to find it the same savage implement of destruction it was in the days of old. The way of the cross is still the pain-racked path to spiritual power and fruitfulness. So do not seek to hide from it. Do not accept an easy way. Do not allow yourself to be padded to sleep in a comfortable church, void of power and barren of fruit. Do not paint the cross nor deck it with flowers. Take it for what it is, as it is, and you will find it the rugged way to death and life. Let the cross slay you utterly. Well, there were so many other quotes I would have loved to put in my top list of, you know, 10 or 15. However, these are the ones that just as I was going back through my top favorite quotes, these are the ones that just deeply stir my soul. I read those and I'm like, yes, that's it. And I hope it was an encouragement and exhortation to you. Now, if you'd like to read all of my top 35 quotes that I kind of narrowed it down by, or if you would just like to see my whole list of favorite quotes, I've got a link and a list of those on the show notes for this episode. Again, you can visit that by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash 191 for episode 191. And if you'd like just to be encouraged and inspired to press down the narrow way of the cross every single day, well, I would encourage you to consider joining the Deeper Christian Quotes email list. Every morning, I send out that the quote of the day along with the graphic. And if you're someone who just wants that added encouragement every single morning, well, you can sign up for that at deeperchristian.com or just go to the show notes for this episode. And there's a link there where you can do that. And if you're like, well, I would love to be encouraged by the quotes, but I don't want that much email. Trust me, I do understand <laughs> In which case, if you haven't already signed up for the Deeper Christian Weekend Wrap-Up email, every Saturday I send out one email that has the entire week's list of all the quotes and all the resources and podcasts and articles and and basically everything that I've done for Deeper Christian that week, we send, send it out in one convenient email on Saturdays. So if you're not already receiving that email, well, then I would encourage you to go to deeperchristian.com forward slash 191 for episode 191. And on the show notes for this page, you'll see a big banner there that just says sign up for the weekly wrap up. And I'd love to have you join us as we continually pursue Jesus Christ together down this narrow way of the cross. Well, again, I hope that these quotes were just a deep encouragement and a conviction to your soul. And I genuinely want you to know that I have been praying for you. And that even though I don't know your name, God knows, and I've been praying for you who are listening to this podcast, that you would grow in your spiritual life and that you would continue to pursue Jesus with reckless abandonment. Oh, as Ian Thomas said, 
May the explanation, the only explanation for your life be Jesus. Well, until next time, know I'm cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus.